Hello everyone and welcome to the Brunton Bugle, the number one place to get your car United fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. And I'm Dan McLennan. United's unbeaten start to the season continues with a well-earned point against Colchester and Essex. We review the 1-1 draw against the U's and look ahead to the midweek trip to Shropshire to take on League One side Shrewsbury Town in the Carabao Cup. A bit more time than I thought there, Dan, didn't I? Mm. I I missed the word out, basically. That's half the problem. Um, Yeah, so there you go. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. Not bad, yeah. Can't grumble about a a point on the road, really, can you, at the start of the season? No, as as we're about to discuss soon. uh, Probably a fair result. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll be, we would have taken that, I think it's fair to say. Um, right, before we get started, just once again a reminder that this season the podcast has been sponsored by the Cal United Sports Club London Branch. London Branch is open to all Cal United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston to Singapore and of course every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events, sports games and fundraising for the club. They'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the previous section of Season 2. You can find out more about London Branch at their website, carlalondonbranch.org. And just a reminder as well, obviously, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on any good podcast apps, whether that be you know, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts. And if you do, uh, please give us a review as well if any of those apps let you do that, because that would be fantastic if we get a, some nice five-star reviews out there. Be checking mm-hmm. them again recently, and really appreciate them. Uh, and as well, follow us on social media at... Brunson Bugle on either Twitter or Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Click like on the uh, Facebook page, and you know well, you'll get the post whenever we do them, which is not that often to be fair at the moment. But uh, we're also on the Be Just and Fear Not Facebook group and the Cumbrians.net message board. And if you want to email us, Bugle at gmail dot com. Right, Dan. Before we get into the review of the uh, Colchester game, we've got a little, couple of little bits of news to fit in, haven't we? Yeah, um, we did our usual manage to make a signing happen after we recorded. Yes, it was a, it was a day after we recorded this time, to be fair. So that, that, it's a good effort from the club to wait at least that long, not make us feel bad mm-hmm. about it, but there you go. Yeah, so uh, following on from the permanent signing of Jaden Harris early in the week, uh, Paul Simpson dipped back into the loan market on Thursday to bring in a new strike, and he went back to his old club, didn't he, Dan? To bring one mm. in. Jack Stretton. Yeah, Jack Stretton. 21-year-old uh, six-foot striker has signed on a season-long loan from Derby County. Um, pacey young striker, isn't he? By the looks of things from the videos we've seen, um, involved in the first team squad last season, wasn't he? At uh, Derby, actually, wasn't he? He was, he was he was on the bench a few times. Ten appearances, I think it was, in total. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he scored at Peterborough, didn't he? I think in a two-one defeat there. Yeah, uh, he was in and around their first team a lot last season. Obviously, Derby weren't allowed to sign too many players, so obviously they had to use them within. And uh, I think I think now their takeover has happened, and obviously they can bring players in. They maybe thought he's not quite ready, really. Uh, a season away will do him the world of good. I think they they signed a player on loan. Was it Lewis Dobbin or someone from Everton this week? I think. Yes, like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably why they've let him come out. I think um, he's actually already had a loan spell away from uh, County. He went to Stockport County. Funny enough. Um, not last season, but the season before. He only spent a month there, though, didn't he? He scored three goals in five games. Made an impact, mm. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, also a Scotland, under, Scotland sorry, under-19 international. Um, interesting one, this one, isn't it, Danny? It, it, it's, it's one of those ones that could go either way, couldn't it? It could end up being one of those players who makes 20, 25 appearances, scores three goals, something like that. Or it could be a real big hit. Yeah. Hard uh, to judge. I think we needed another striker in, yeah. uh, because obviously Toby's out for a few weeks yet, and Fishburne's being sent out on loan, and Blado's still only a boy, really. Yeah. But I think the problem was you were never going to attract a headline striker, because obviously Edmonton, Patrick and Dennis are those. Yeah. So we, we did we did expect we could get a loan in, uh, as, as we have. Uh, yeah, it's I think he's got, you know, being in and around the Derby first team, he's got a little bit more experience than your, mm-hmm. your Brad Youngs and your Owen Windsors, you know. he's. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, he, I don't think he did too much when he came on yesterday, but I think he'll, uh, I think he'll offer a little bit more 
Yeah, definitely. Maybe something a little bit different as well, a bit of young bit of energy in there, isn't it? That's mm. that's the, the key thing, isn't it? Um, he was actually linked with a loan move to Tramway. I don't know if this was one of those silly Twitter accounts doing that, but I think there was whispers that Tramway were potentially after him, but uh, nothing obviously came of that. So yeah, uh, Jack joins the squad for the rest of the season, so hopefully he'll be a, a decent addition. Um, mm. Unfortunately, Dan, we've got a bit of news about someone who's going to be out for the rest of the season now, haven't we? Yeah, uh, bad news for Brennan Dickinson following his scan. Uh, his knee injury picked up off a silly little challenge in training, you know, a complete accident. Is the worst news. He's uh, he's going to be out for eight to nine months. He's got, I think it said his, was it his meniscus as well as his ACL? Yeah, I think that's one that quite often happens, isn't it, when you when you do your ACL? I think that's one that's usually an issue. And that's what yeah. adds an extra month on quite often in terms of recovery. Yeah, but... I, I think it's one of those until they do the actual surgery. Yeah, they don't know what needs tidied up and cleaned up, and you know. But uh, certainly, it's going to be a, a long, a long uh, winter for Brennan. Unfortunately, it's rotten luck for him, isn't it? As well, because he, he actually looked. Really... <laughs> Obviously, he didn't actually see him, but from everyone I spoke to, he said he looked a lot sharper in pre-season. He was making a bit of an impact, and yeah, just to have that literally the day before the first game as well. Yeah, it's it's something Paul Simpson mentioned in one of his interviews. You know, he's he's got the extra year. We're led to believe it's possibly on less money. Yeah, uh, and you know he got married, etc. In the summer, and he's you know on top of the world, and then something like that happens, which is uh, dreadful bad luck. Yeah, I think I've said to you, I've had that the, the the crack we've heard is basically he's taken quite significantly reduced terms to to stay. And Paul Simpson's been really impressed with his attitude. So then for that, something like that to happen, it's it's a big blow, isn't it? I mean, in that area, we've got a bit of cover, haven't we, I suppose? Jack Armour's obviously, it's a chance for him to stamp down in his place in that position, really. Because our thoughts were that he probably would have to wait at the start of the season for his chance. But it, he's been handed it and, you know, he's got to take it with both hands. And you've got Taylor Charters coming back, who, you know, I'm may well look at that. Say, you're probably looking, I think uh, Paul Simpson's indicated he sees... Chart as possibly playing as a left wing back. Uh, yeah. I think I think he played similar for Gateshead occasionally last season. Yeah, he, he played a few times at left back and left so, wing back. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of a blow that, but um, you know, hope, hopefully he can uh, work to, towards getting himself fit. And uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens in terms of next season. You know, you can't predict now. It may well be that we offer him a new deal. It might not. It's it's tough, it's tough for him, isn't it? It's tough. Right, let's do the match review section then, Dan. Um, yeah, 1-1 draw down at Colchester this weekend. Um, key thing is, I suppose, the unbeaten run start, conti- start, sorry, continues, doesn't it? It's, you, know, that, 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 you can't really grumble too much at the start of the season with it, you know, win your home game, draw your away game, can you? No, not at all. Uh, obviously, we'd like to have got the win, but uh, the main thing is we didn't get beat. Uh, by all accounts, a game of two halves, I think it's fair to say. Uh, yeah. I'd say we we had the best of the first half, despite letting them take the lead. Uh, did well to level for half time, and then they were the better team. The second half, we we didn't really get going in the second half. From well, what I listened I to, I think I think they were the better team, but not not the better. You see what I mean? How how much better we were than them in the first half? The gap wasn't as big between us and no, them in no, the second half. No. They probably edged it. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. From from what I can gather, we just didn't work quite as good the second half and a point probably is a fair result, but it's one of those ones you look at and you think at the same time, maybe maybe not two points dropped, you know what I mean, but an opportunity yeah. missed, I think, really to potentially Yeah, I think I think opportunity missed is probably the fair the fair uh, assessment. I feel like if we'd got a goal early in the second half then there's every chance we would have gone on to win that game comfortably, I think. But yeah. we didn't yeah. and we sort of Backed off a little bit after that and wasn't quite as good, but uh, but there you go. Um, yeah, so let's talk about the goals then, Dan. Um, no Chilvers opened the scoring for Colchester. It, really frustrating this because it sounded like we were well on top at this point, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it like we just, were dominating. you know, it was just an innocuous ball across the back, like you see every week mm. from uh, Feeney to Barkley. And he, I think he's just took his eye off the ball slightly. Just slightly. And it's just got under him, and it went straight to the Colchester player, who's knocked it over to Chilvers, takes a touch, 
put it low into the corner, you know. It's good. It's a good finish, to be fair, from that. And it's yeah, yeah it's a decent finish. On the radio, I got the impression that the lab was just clean through and got an easy finish to go in. But actually, it's a, it's a decent low finish from... Yeah. Give yeah. a bit of credit there. Holy, you know, Holy's a big lad, but he didn't really have much of a chance, did he? No. So, no, so no yeah, fair play. It... it just really frustrating, isn't it? When you, you get that good start and then you, you get something like that. It didn't just say on the radio, they mentioned something about a mistake from Melish before, just before that, maybe a, a plastic that he shouldn't have made. But all the highlights footage I've seen so far doesn't show that, so I can't tell whether it was bad or not. That's the problem. So, yeah. So, yeah, a bit frustrating, but there you go. Um, Equaliser came just before half time, though, didn't it? And uh, your tip for top scorer for the season got his second of the, the campaign already, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, I think it shows. The versatility of uh, Christian Dennis's goal because we know he can not snim, but you know he's he's a six yard box type striker for yeah. me. But he, he's he's flicked one in with his head this week. It's a really clever head, isn't it? So essentially, yeah. corner initially comes in from Moxon. I think looking for Gibson at the near post. Or in fact, he was looking for Dennis actually at the near post. The defender got in and, and cleared it, but Gibson wins the ball back. Plays to boxing, takes a touch, and then whips a great ball in. And all Gibson, oh, sorry, all Gibson, all, all Dennis has to do, I suppose, is glance it on. But it's such a really good finish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's one of those glances that just helps it along and yeah. puts it on into the goal. You know, it's a, it's a lovely goal. It's out of reach of the keepers. The keeper's got no hope of getting to it because basically he's used the power and just glanced it. Because he's not really looking at the goal, actually. If you look back at it, he's looking away from goal, isn't he? As he flicks it. To, genuinely really good finish and that just like you said it shows the versatility of his finishing and yeah two and two you can't really grumble too much can you he, he was actually the um this season we're going to start using some stuff from the whoscored.com website it's a great website if you, if you haven't looked at it really good for stats and that kind of thing and they they sort of rate based on all different kind of things like passing and you know finishing and things like that and, and stuff and uh christian dennis was their man of the match for this game 7.4 they gave him out of 10 so, yeah, it shows that, you know, he's performing. It's not just his, you know, goals, his performances that are really good as well. And there was some people last week suggesting that, like, I think we said on the podcast, didn't we, that, you know, bar scoring the goal, he was dreadful or awful or something. He's not awful. He's going to go on. And st- How many goals do you reckon he can score for us this season? 15 to 20. I'm, I'm, I'm serious about that. You yeah. know, as long as he's, you know, keeps fit, he's... He's a natural goal scorer. He just he just has that presence in and around the six yard to the eighteen yard box, you know, just, which is something different from our other strikers for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at all the other chances in the game early on. Freddie Sears set the post for them, didn't he? Um, maybe turned Armour a little bit too easily on this chance, but I mean, it's a hell of a good <laughs> good attempt there, wasn't it? I think Holy didn't didn't think it was a. Uh, Going in, he, I think he was a little bit relieved when he hit the post. Mm. Um, Jack Armour himself, though, he had a couple of really good chances, didn't he? Yeah, the one that he scared. headed into the ground and up. I think he'll he'll kick himself when he watches the replay because oh, he's got to do better with that one, hasn't he? Yeah. The, the second, and, so that was the first half one. That was from um, I think that was that from a cross from back on the right, a really good cross in. Um, and yeah, it's basically he just didn't get his angles right as he at all and heads it down into the ground. It got, it's weird because it goes right across goal as well, isn't it? So a little bit more accuracy and it would have been in the net. Um, and the second half one, you feel it maybe? I, I think it's a difficult chance actually, the second half one, isn't it? Keeper does well as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a low header. It, it might be just going wide. It's hard to tell on the, on the footage. But he sort of he aims for a very basically the only gap he could do is a really small one down by the keeper's feet, and actually the keeper makes a really good smart save to keep it out. But it's interesting that Simo's made a point about that, hasn't he? That he wants Armour to do that this season, doesn't he? He's basically saying to him, "I want you to be getting in at the far post and, and getting on these chances." Because when you've got two players like Gibson and Back capable of putting crosses in from out wide, and even Moxon as well, he really should be actually trying to get himself in there, shouldn't he? I think it's one of those as well. When when he does get one. You know, that's the weight off your yeah. shoulders sort of thing. And he'll, he'll maybe relax a little bit more and hopefully one or two more follow, you know. Yeah, that's what you're hoping, isn't it? And, and as we said before, it's a really good chance for him to actually um, press down a, a, a place in this thing. I'm looking at the ratings that uh, who scored 
uh, gave our players, and actually he was the lowest rated player for us at six point zero. But I think maybe that's a little bit. I think that's based on the fact that he missed two chances. Basically, I don't I think his overall performance is probably better. Yeah. But those two misses for a left wing back, you know, if that's Christian Dennis missing them, you are quite annoyed, aren't you? Really, really. Yeah, he, yeah. Should, he would bury them. That, that's that's your feeling. Um, other chances. Um, I mean, Dennis actually had two other chances. Once again, mm. he could have had a hat trick, couldn't he? I mean, there's there's the um, the first half one where he he basically chases down a very loose back pass, doesn't he? And he has to take it very quickly, doesn't he? Because the keeper's closed him down. And yeah, the, the, keep, the keeper does well as well on that one. Yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then the second half one, he just doesn't get his bearings right at all, does he? He, he, he sort of caught between whether he goes for a diving header or. He goes for a volley, doesn't he? He goes for the head, and then he, st- he actually decided quite early. Mm. And he just doesn't get it right, does he? I think it's, it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, frustrating one that one. But uh, but yeah, and obviously then Colchester just had one chance late on, didn't they? Where um, the lad breaks into the box and actually Holy makes a really good diving stop to stop the cross getting to a player, doesn't he? And then Gibson follows up with a brilliant slide tackle to stop a what probably would have been a goal actually on the follow up. So um, so yeah, I think I mean, when you look at it that way, and you talk about those chances. Probably say it's fair enough. The point then, yeah, I think I, I, I uh, texted my Colchester mate at full time, and I said, from what I've listened to, it sounds as though a point was about right. And he said, yeah, fair assessment. You know, you lot first yeah. half was second. Nobody had the killer touch. The uh, point was about right. Yeah, although when you actually now want to look back at those chances again, we've probably had the better chances, the clearer chances. That's the frustrating thing. I think they're, yeah, they're a little yeah. bit more. It'll come with time, I think, won't it? That little killer instinct, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the team selection that Simo picked, um, no changes, not really a surprise there, was it? He was always going to stick with a winning team, I think, if they were all fit. Yeah, uh, I think it was one of those where, you know, the, I, I don't like the statement, earned um, the right, but yeah. they did, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Bench looks a lot stronger there, doesn't it, after just one game? Yeah, it was always going to. Uh, Jamie Devitt back from what was confirmed as COVID. Uh, Harrison Stretton in, you know, just meant the likes of Bellardo, Ellis and Bell weren't utilised. Uh, just gave us a few options on the bench. Uh, we only used three subs yesterday, didn't we? Uh, yeah. I think Simmo is one of these who won't make a sub for the sake of making a sub. Like some managers will. I've said this before, haven't I, on here, that one of the things you hear from managers who are a bit more experienced is one of the hardest things to learn is when to make a sub. Yeah. So many managers just do it for the sake of making a change. And actually, sometimes it's just taking a step back and saying, actually, let's stick what with, with what's going here. They're solid. They're, they're doing the jobs. Let's, let's be comfortable with that. So... Yeah, sometimes you just got to take that <clears throat> little step away. And Simmer has been a manager for twenty odd years now. <laughs> he's he's going to know when to make his subs. He's not going to be too concerned if you know things aren't going right. I do wonder with Devitt, it was more a case of if we desperately needed, basically, someone to actually be involved. Like if if someone picked up an injury, um, you'd be able to maybe throw someone on, like Devitt. But yeah. maybe you didn't really want to involve him if you didn't have to, because obviously having been off ill for a week, you know, you don't want to risk him, do you? No, That's the thing, no. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's where that, where that is. Should we do our 60-second reviews now then, Dan? Because obviously we yeah, went at the games. So it's a tough, tough one no, for us to join. We, well, we've got four, I think. Three yeah. who were <laughs> and one who wasn't. Well, you're giving away the, the, the punchline there from a, yeah, one of yeah. them. For the, no, the... no, it's, we'll keep quiet about that one. Till yeah, we, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, who do you want to start with? We've got uh, Jason, Matt and Simon. I'll let you pick. Uh, go for Jason first. Right. I haven't listened to Jason's yet. I haven't listened to Simon's yet. I've listened to Matt's. But let's have a listen to what Jason had to say. Seven of the Suffolk Blues travelled the 12 miles over the border into Essex and enjoyed a good afternoon in the sun and a pretty decent performance in point earned by the Blues. Much the better team in the first half. They gave away a daft goal. Ben Barclay's last Saturday was a little wrong all game, but we got punished for his only mistake. We certainly deserved the goal just before half-time. Great ball by Moxon, who was very good again, and a clever header by Dennis, who will be the division's top scorer come May. Um, Mellish dominated the first half in his overlapping centre-back role, causing constant problems, while Ayama found plenty of space down the left, which we didn't really exploit enough, although he should have scored with the free header that he had. 
um, conscious to cut that space out after half time, which after a good chance for Dennis early on was a bit of a non-event really. Um, I never felt we were in danger of losing it though. A lot of my culture supporting friends thought they battered the second half, which is just nonsense. Although we're definitely the better side and, and we had to defend well. Um, Armour again had the best chance at the back post. Um, good save by the keeper. Fair result at the end. Not unhappy with the point. In tough conditions. Uh, Feeney, Gibson, Mellish, Moxon all very good. The rest of the team all played okay without being outstanding. With this level of performance over the, all season over the two games, we'll do all right, I think. And one final comment, like all the Blues fans, I was expected to be sat behind the goal, more importantly in the shade. The blazing sun, unexpectedly, all second half on my bald head wasn't great, as those plans <laughs> changed for some reason. It does explain the slower pace of the game after the break, though, as it was hard enough to sit in your heat, let alone running it. Thank you very much, Jason. There you go. It's a very comprehensive roundup, isn't it? Mm. I think I'm getting a little bit worried that we're going to end up losing our jobs doing this, you know, because <laughs> the reviews are that good. Um, Probably interesting points. There, quite a lot of praise for Mellish there, wasn't there? Really, um, I, I think that overlapping centre back role does suit him quite well, doesn't it? I think obviously with someone like Guy able to drop in and fill in when needs be as well. Yeah, I think the problem we're going to have with it is when we meet a team who are set up to negate it straight from the off. Yeah, because it seems to be so far that both Crawley and Colchester haven't done the homework as much as they could have. Yeah. I mean, I know in all the fuss around that Crawley game, there was someone who actually reviewed us, and he did mention that. Yeah. But obviously, they <laughs> didn't listen to it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Interesting concept about where they put us in the stand. I think that I think they've put us in that stand alongside the golf quite a while now. Actually, I, I seem to remember being there. It seems to change ago. every couple of years from the yeah. side to the behind. That, Probably easier for them not to open behind the goal for the smaller yeah. following. I must yeah. say, though, it was just over 300 there. I think, was it 314? Yeah. Fantastic turnout for such a long, long journey. Yeah, middle of the school holidays as well. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's not an easy one to do. You always find start of the season, those long trips, quite often you don't get massive followings from the year, basically, for that yeah. reason. So really good effort for the for the Blue Army as well going down there. But um. But yeah, couldn't really argue too much with what Jason had to say there. Thanks very much, yeah. Jason. Um, right, we'll go with Matt next. Matt McPake sent us one. Hello, Brunt and Bugle. Um, I've had to wait till I've got home to send my review because I actually left the game quite disappointed. Um, I thought we were a bit wasteful in possession in the second half and uh, I didn't think we created many chances in the second half either. Um, but... I've waited on purpose to kind of re-go over the game in my head. And I think my disappointment actually just comes from the fact that we were pretty dominant in the first half. And I was really pleased with how we played. Um, obviously, we gave the ball away a bit too much. And we seemed to, anything that was positive for Colchester came from our own mistakes. Um, so in hindsight now, I'm really pleased with uh, a point on the road away at Colchester. I don't expect Colchester to do too much this season. So, you know, it is still feel a bit like two points lost. At the same time, we're a team trying to find our feet. Got a lot of new signings. Uh, so onwards and upwards. Uh, come on, you blues. Well, there you go. Interesting the di- sort of different views some people have at games, isn't it, obviously? Because Jason was very I've, positive at the start. Yeah, I think I think that probably fits in with uh, the game of two halves that we mentioned earlier. You know, I mean, we were clearly the better team first half, whereas they're... They were the better team second half, but not as much. And as uh, as Matt just said, they only seemed to do things when we made mistakes, yeah. which means they weren't creating or being allowed to create yeah. themselves, which is which is a good sign, you know. Yeah, I think Matt's way of doing it is a very good way of doing it as well, because I find often I leave a game and I'm a bit annoyed and you know, things are straight with And actually, when you take a bit of time to sit down and think about it, you think... I think being a bit, a little bit older and a little bit wiser these days, you think to yourself, okay, actually, it wasn't really that bad. You know, you, you, you just take a step back sometimes, don't you? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a fair assessment as well, saying we are, we are a side finding of the feet. I think actually, the thing that stands out to me is our defence hasn't changed much this season. Obviously, you've had back coming in, I think, but you've, you've basically got a core of you know, three players there in the defence who were involved last season. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're the same. It's, it's maybe the rest of the team you look and you think, oh, Okay, there's quite a big changes there. You know, Guy obviously being the only one really in mid. Well, Gibson as well, but in you know, attack and things like that. So, so yeah, it's 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 a fair point actually. I think we are a side finding the our feet and giving a bit of time. 
we'll, we'll get there, I'm pretty sure. Um, I should actually say as well, we've got to say on Jason's one. See, Jason very much agrees with you in terms of uh, Christian Dennis and his goal-scoring record, so... Gotta say that, yeah. Jason knows what he's on about. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, right, let's do Simon's uh, six-second review. Simon Clarkson's, uh, he's the, I think he's, the, yeah, he's the, um, what do you call it, a spot liaison officer, isn't he? So yes. He, he was down at the game, and here's his review. It was a very hot day. The pitch was very dry, quite bobbly in parts. Maybe explained why we didn't really seem to get our passing game going. Didn't seem to be able to get uh, back on those uh, overlapping runs. Armour, to be fair, did get forward and had a couple of decent chances. Disappointing that their goal came from a mistake. We did show resilience. Uh, we, we stayed in the game, got a deserved equaliser. Bit flat in the second half, but again, the heat was probably a factor. Probably a game we would have lost uh, in previous seasons. All in all, a decent point. And, and for me, um, I thought Gibson was man of the match. I think he's... Uh, in his uh, correct position. Up the blues. Again, slightly different view from Simon, maybe a little bit the, more downbeat on the things, but yeah. The first thing what? the first thing that comes to my mind listening to Simon there yeah. is um Armour and Mellish know each other. Yeah. So when they go down the left there's probably that bit more trust in them. That's a good point. They yeah. sort they sort of know where each other's gonna be because they did it a bit last season. Mm-hmm. Where on the right, if Barkley steps up, Bach's getting used to him and vice versa. Yeah, and I, I wonder if that's why we are concentrating on the left hand side at present more than the right. Yeah, interesting you mention uh, Barkley there though as well because um, looking through the stuff on on who scored dot com, I was looking for some of the stats and in terms of aerial duels, one we we beat them in terms of twenty to their thirteen. Eight of those were by Barkley, and which suggests maybe they were sort of targeting that right hand side. Obviously thinking. Back's quite short, you know. Maybe play those long balls over, mm-hmm. but in Barkley we've got someone who actually seemingly can dominate in the air and that, that's a really good sign to see isn't it but maybe it's something we should be targeting on our set piece in attack as well possibly making more, more I, of it I, th- I think in time that'll come uh, yeah. I think he'll be you know a target for a corner whether it's to, to put it on target or knock it back across you know yeah but it, uh, yeah interesting as well that Simon also repeated the same thing I think that, that Jason mentioned about the heat and something you don't mm. necessarily pick up all the time do you when you, when you obviously listen on the radio and stuff like that but it does sound like it was quite a warm day down in uh, in Essex, so yeah, yeah. maybe one of those ones you look at and you think to yourself, yeah, fair play. Kept it kept it a bit in reserve, got the point, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't grumble at all in terms of all that stuff. So, uh, yes, um, so should we do Greg's review now? Yeah. Uh, good friend Greg, Greg, but... Greg, Greg couldn't make the game, but he's still done us a review. Yeah. Here's my 60-second summary of the game. I didn't watch it, I didn't listen to it, I got dragged round the shops, I found some good beer. The 12% stout was my standout. Up the blues. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to try and get Greg to do an assessment every week, I think, maybe whether he goes to the game or not. Yeah. Um, but thank you very much, Greg, for sending that in. Very I, much I think that's a nod, nod to every bloke who's been dragged round the <laughs> shops on a match day, wasn't yeah, it? Exactly that, exactly that. Um yeah, before we move on, I mean, like any other talking points to think of? I think mean, I mean, Simo's post-match interviews so far have been quite interesting. I I think this is comes of experience there, doesn't it? He's very measured in what he's saying. He's not getting too excited. He's not getting too worried. He's he's just, I think he said, didn't he? If, if someone had told him on fixture day, right, you're going to get four points from your opening two games, he would have said thank you very much. Speaking about four points from the opening two games, uh, James Phillip came up with a perler. Hmm. Uh, the, there's only two times in 46 years we've won our first two league games. One of them would have been... All right, I'm going to guess here. So one of them was in 2008, 2009, wasn't it? Correct. Was it even 94-95? Um, no, 74-75. Oh, wow. Is that the only other one? Yeah. So we must have drawn the second game in ninety four, ninety five. Then, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. And there was there, there's probably there might have been more prior to the the Division One season, but certainly they're the last two times we won our first two league that, games. That, so. is quite, that's, that is a really good stat. There, and play, like, obviously, I, one, once he said it, me being a sad stat or sat flicking through my phone, double checking, you know. But <laughs> no, uh, an excellent stat there. 
Well, that that's, that that does tell you something, doesn't it? Um, yeah, but it, it just goes to show you you're not always going to have that flying start of the season, winning both games, are you? So yeah, take 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 your four points from that. And I think just the key thing is just need to get a little bit better on that finishing. Just work a yeah. little bit on that finishing. I'm sure. Thing is, I'm sure once we get a second goal in a game, we'll go on and we'll start getting a few more goals. In yeah, matches. yeah, that's the key thing. But but yeah. Good stuff all around. Right, before we go to the second half, we're going to do a new little feature this season. Um, we're going to do like a little quick five minutes or so League Two roundup, basically. Just talking about the games that have happened in the division. So we can keep an eye on where we are and where, where the teams around us and what they're doing. Now, we're not going to talk about the League table today because it's nonsense. It drives me mad that League tables are actually even shown well, at this stage. I, I, I tweeted on, I think it was Saturday morning, mm. before I went to work, there was, I, I put Sky Sports News on while I was getting ready in the house. And there was on the ticker, Crystal Palace had went bottom of the league because they got beat on Friday night against Arsenal. And I'm like, there's been one game in the Premier League. Of course they're going to be bottom. Who cares? You know, I, I'm sure back in the day, they never used to show on the TV and stuff the, the table until like six games. In. I'm I'm not, sure I, th- I think it was three games. Three okay. comes to mind for me. Yeah, it was three or six. I couldn't remember which one. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but certainly, you know, such is the, the clamour now. That you have a table instantly, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's silly, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you look at it; it's not going to look anything like that. And if you like a couple of months' time, is it? It's going to totally change. So, so yeah. But they, 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 always, they always say ten to twelve games is your first sort of marker, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, we'll, we'll go through the results. And we'll just talk about the ones we really interested in talking about. I mean, first up, I mean, first up, this. Dan, your, your prediction of Barrow to, to go down is not looking great at the moment, is it? Because two, two games swallows, in. Two swallows do not taste <laughs> so many. I, I tell you what, they couldn't have asked for a harder start. They couldn't have asked for a better result from the start, could they? Two games, Cra- two wins. Crazy game as well, because yeah. Bradford, it was Andy Cook. Well, obviously, it'll get mentioned later, but they, they equalised in injury time. Mm. And then Barrow, literally straight from kickoff, went and got a third. I mean, There'll have been scenes when when that went in because you know, yeah, but well, no fair, fair play to them for that. Penny for the thought of the Bradford fans who ran on the pitch to celebrate Cook's goal at the end. <laughs> but um, yeah, a ridiculous game. Obviously, Barrow went one nil up. Bradford actually equalised straight away from that one, <laughs> yeah. and then Barrow took the lead. And then obviously, as he's mentioned, Bradford equalised. I think the ninety third or fourth minute, and then one minute later after the kickoff, Josh Gordon gets the winner for for. Barrow and it's two wins out of two for them and one thing I will say is having watched the ITV um, highlights show is that um, the away end at Hulk Street has not changed it is the <sighs> same unfortunately it's, it's, it doesn't look like they've done any work on it which is yeah so we're, we're going to have to uh, cramp in for the uh, promotion party next April aren't we so uh, yeah. Shame. but yeah so pff, unbelievable start for Barrow um, Crawley bottom of the league lost 1-0 to Leighton Orient bit of a shocker for them um, Crew. I think everyone thought they would struggle, but... Just go back start. to Crawley. Go on. Orient have had a good start. Two wins. Yes, yeah, no, can't argue that. Mm. I, I said, I think I predicted them playoffs possibly. I can't remember, but I have feeling Richie Wellens will do I, it. I think, I think I said they're one of them teams that could make the push, you know. It's, yeah, it's. I think Richie yeah. Wellens is potentially going to be do a really good job there. Crew, flying start for them. 3-0 win against Harrogate. Harrogate really struggling, aren't they? Yeah. It could yeah. be a long, long old season for them. Um... Doncaster Rovers got a couple of late goals, didn't they, against them? Um, mm, turned it together. right round. Turned it right round. Gillian got their first win, 1-0 win over Rochdale. Grimsby, though, picking up their first point back in the Football League. And, and another game with a late goal, wasn't it? I think it was 80-something when yeah, Grimsby scored. Yeah, Drew Maguire got one. It's a bit of a sort of scuffed effort that sort of bounced in mm. and went over the keeper, but it's a good good point for them. Uh, we're obviously playing them in 10 days' time, right about, isn't it, I think? Um the, Hartley- the, wor- the wor- I was going to say the worst game of yesterday by all sounds Hartlepool Wimbledon yes nil-nil uh, <laughs> let's just leave it there um, yeah. Tranmere having a really bad start to the season aren't they what? Yeah. I know this is a tough game at Mansfield but 1-0 defeat two games in the bottom of the league well, I don't know if they're bottom or second bottom they're, they're right they've not got a point yet it was one-nil. the lad that took from North Forest on loan who scored mm. as well uh, Riley Harbottle is it I yes think? yes that's the one yeah mm. Decent, decent play. Yeah. Walsall's unbeaten start of the season, uh, or winning start of the season, I should say, uh, carries on. 1-0 win over Newport County. Um, obviously, Mike Flynn going back there. Um, he all... enjoyed that. Well, I, apparently, is it family? I, him and his family got quite a lot of abuse. Yes, yeah. I saw a tweet from Newport saying they will be investigating. 
I mean, that's that's poor for like someone who's done so good for them as well. You, you, I don't know the whole <coughs> you know, goings ons there, but consider what yeah. you did for that club. That, that's yeah, piss poor it's harsh. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Walsall, Stevenage content continuing their winning start of the season, and pretty dramatic circumstances to do it as well, isn't it? Really, two um, one win over Stockport. Uh, Stockport took the lead in this game. Callum Camps scored the goal, um, his first goal since signing for them. And then Stephen has got a penalty. Have you seen the foul for this penalty? No, I haven't seen the highlights yet. Absolutely I've got them, uh, saved on my box. It's absolutely horrendous. Basically, essentially, yeah. lad, lad goes into win a header, and the in the box, and the, the Ash Palm, I think it was, he, he basically catches him with his studs in his chest. Almost, it's, it's not great. Uh, I think it's like accident. I think he got a second booking rather than a straight red for it. Basically, he was sent off and uh, scored the penalty. And then later on, their keeper goes walkabouts Stockport and. Ball hits the post and it just sort of lands on the player. He taps into an empty net. It's, it's a really weird goal, but um, yeah, Stephen and Steve Evans, d- d- brilliant start of the season. I, 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 we, I think we all predicted them to be dark horse, didn't we? Actually, if I remember rightly, and certainly not letting us down so far, are they? Terrific no. start of the season for them. Um, you'd think Swindon nil, Salford nil. We'd, we'd quickly gloss over and not want to talk about, wouldn't you, Dan? But uh, you just can't keep out the headlines, can he? No, everyone's favourite. Troll, Harry McCurdy. How, we're not sure if this means he can't. I should say he's been sent. He got he, sent off first he half. Off. He, he will play against us. He just misses the league cup. I couldn't remember because some sometimes there's a seven year seven day delay, isn't there? In terms of you, yeah. I think if you get a straight red, no, possibly uh, John John Coleman's put an article out confirming that it'll ah, be the uh, yeah. That's gutting, really. But um, but yeah, that, I thought you'd uh, shit out of the uh, facing up the Simpsons Blues, really. There, but um, but yeah. By all accounts, not a great afternoon for Mr. McCurdy. Sent sent off for, I think, the second book in the silly as well. I saw the second yellow on Twitter, and it's not a yellow card for me, but it's one of those where, you know, your name precedes you. I I wonder if it's one of those ones where maybe he's he's been given a warning before that, possibly, and that's why, maybe, rather than a... Yeah, maybe. I I don't think it was a yellow when you watch it, but you need to see it in context of the rest of the game, I'd say. But there's an interesting someone, I saw someone put a post up on, I think it was on B Justin Fair, not before, from a Swindon Town Forum, and it sounds like he was uh, acting the knob before the game as usual as well, apparently he wasn't even like applauding the Swindon fans or something like yes. he normally would, so shock horror, Harry McCurdy having a hissy fit, you didn't see that one coming, did we? <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, right. Anyway, that's the first half of the show done. Um, like I said, we'll, in future weeks, we'll talk about the league table. And again, we'll, like said, we'll talk about maybe two or three games, possibly, if there's, where there's major incidents happen. But there you go. Right, we'll take a short break, and then we'll be back to talk about the Shrewsbury Town game. This is John Mellish. You listen to the Brunton Bugle. We're back for part two of, uh, of this week's uh, preview episode. Maybe, isn't it? We're looking ahead to the Carabao Cup tie against Shrewsbury Town. Now, we... Um, Unfortunately, don't have the uh, behind enemy lines section. We just weren't able to fit in a time with the guys from a solid caster we spoke to last season. Unfortunately, it would shame really because it would have been good to have a good good chat with them. But um, but yeah, so there you go. <laughs> There's no behind enemy lines this uh, this episode. In terms of uh, a way pub for the ground, the London branch recommended. It's basically the fan zone at the ground. Um, if you've ever been to the the new meadow that is now, um, it's miles from anywhere. There, yes. there is a pub on the roundabouts. Yeah. If you're coming from the town end, but given it's a Tuesday night, I'd say most will just be coming in off the the main roads. Yeah, well, so. I, I'm driving down with uh, with Craig from Runcorn, I think, and um, yeah, I think we're gonna basically just get parked up somewhere and go straight to the fun zone. I think it'd be yeah, really easy yeah. trying to find a pub and stuff like that. So, so there you go. So, yep, yeah, first round of the Carabao Cup, we're taking on Shrewsbury Town. Um, one thing to note, it's a 7.30, not a 7.45 kickoff. so if you're looking to get to the game. Old school. Yeah, make sure you get there on time. But that used to be the, the kickoff time all the time on Tuesdays, didn't it? Back in yeah. the day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder why they ever moved it to, to 7.45. It's a strange one, that, isn't it? But there you go. Uh, right, so, yep, yeah, so the referee for this game is Chris Pollard from Suffolk. Uh, it is... Um, I think it's about his third season as an EFL referee. He's taken charge of two games so far this season, handing out eight yellow cards in those two games. Pretty average, isn't it, really? Four cards a game. Actually, when you look at last season, he was handing out three cards a game because he handed out 75 yellows and just one red in 25 games. Um, yeah. Last United game he took charge of was the 1-1 draw at Greensby Town in October 2020, right in the middle of all the lockdowns. Um, probably best remember this game for the hilarious own goal that the yeah. Greensby Town keeper scored, which... 
yeah, you look back at it now, and it, it's an absolute shocker that was, wasn't it? Yeah. There you go. Four four Grimsby players and one United player, which was Nick Anderton, were booked that day. Um, head-to-head record. Quite a close one, isn't it? It's the 53rd mm. meeting between the two sides, and United have won 17. Uh, 19 have been a draw, and uh, Salop have won 16. That's the nickname of Shrewsbury Town, for those who don't realise. It's Salop. Uh, it's one of the most unusual nicknames in the Football League, that not it, really? I'm sure there's a the thinking behind it, some sort of Shropshire slang or something like that. I don't know. If you look on their badge, their Latin bit is Floriat Salopia. Ah, so that probably is what it, what it comes from. And from memory, uh, is Salop not basically the old name for Shropshire? That might that makes sense. Maybe that's probably probably exactly what it is. I heard. Imagine. I'm, so. I'm pretty sure it was the old name for the uh, the area. Yeah. That's fair news. Um, obviously, we played them last season in the FA Cup, didn't we, Dan? Um, mm. re- remember that game quite well because that it, it's amazing what changes in what nine months or whatever it is since since that game nine ten months. Because you went back to that match, that was quite a chaotic game, wasn't it? Yeah, because uh... that was the tennis ball protest day. <laughs> yes, which wasn't really a tennis ball protest. Yeah, it was a bit of a farce, wasn't it, really, what happened with that? And then there's people running on the pitch as well. And oh, that was the height of disquiet, wasn't it? I think Millen had only been in the job for about a month at that point. Um, we looked distinctly second best against them, didn't we, basically? Yeah. When you look back at it, 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 it was not a great game. Jordan Gibson scored a great goal, actually, late on in the game. Um, we probably remember it best for our good friend Johnny, who's obviously a listener to the podcast as well. Um, he because I actually went in the um, in the B stand with you for this game, didn't I? Um, yes. Basically, because obviously it was an FA Cup game, you didn't have your season tickets. So I just bought a ticket up there just for a change of view, and Johnny came and sat with us. Uh, I say sat with us. He took one sit down on his seat, and it collapsed below beneath him, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, the old wooden seat in the main stand. So uh, yeah, that's just someone's Brunton Park up, doesn't it? Really, I suppose. So, so there you go. Um, so yeah, uh, Shrewsbury Town. Their manager is Steve Cotterill, appointed in November 2020. Um, he's a proper old school football manager, isn't he, Cotterill? Yeah, he was one a couple of times when our jobs come up. Folk have uh, quite fancied him for the job. It's. Uh, Obviously, never happened, but you, I think you sort of know what you're getting with someone like Cottrell, don't you? Well, I mean, his, his record's incredible. I mean, you look back, Cheltenham Towns, where he sort of made his name, wasn't he, at first? He, he's the one who got them into the Football League, and then I think he got them. Did he get them promoted as well, possibly from, from there to League Two? I think, from, sorry, League One? Yeah. It would have been sec- second division back then, I think it would have been anyway. But, um,. Yeah, that's probably why he's best known as for that. And then obviously a short spell of Stoke. He had a bit of time at Burnley did, did all right there. But then he sort of he's just jumped between clubs and clubs and clubs, hasn't he? I mean, the only other time he's had a long spell is Bristol City. And he's really well liked at Bristol City, funny enough. They really loved that time when he was manager, and I think he did really good things. Because he nearly got them into the Premier League, if I remember rightly, around about that time, possibly. I might be making that up in my head. But um, but my, my memory of him is that every time you play against one of his sides, they are... Industrial, to say the least, aren't they? I think is the best way I'd describe them. They're um, not great to watch, but by all accounts, his Bristol City side was. But his Cheltenham side that came up, they were very much a long ball team, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were very one dimensional. You know, you you knew what you were getting when you were playing them. Yeah. But. but, but they had a, it was a big Julian Alsop playing up, up front for them, didn't they? Back yes, then? they did for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, probably less said about him. If you, if you want to find out some dodgy about him, just Google his name and find out what he got up to at some point. Because, uh, yes, it's we can't talk about it on here, can we? <laughs> I think it's fair to say. Um, but, yes, I mean, he's been in charge now for, what, pushing on two years at Shrewsbury. They're, they're kind of just stagnated, haven't they, really? Up in, in League One, it's, it's really difficult for them because they, they get fairly decent crowds don't they but they just don't seem to be able to kick on and they had that one season where they got close to the championship when Dean Henderson was on loan there I, I, I remember Hurst. when when I was first into football in like the, the mid 80s they were a championship team yeah it's, it's weird, and for some reason the blue and yellow stripes always fascinated me because I was like that's a strange colour set you know you don't you don't often see teams in blue and yellow and they sort of had a mysterious air 
And then I yeah. took my first trip to the old ground, and that mysterious air disappeared very quickly. <laughs> uh, the game made it was a great ground. I don't love going yeah, there, basically. Yeah. I mean... Great for the town centre. Yeah, great for the town centre. I mean, the view wasn't the best on that not very steep terrace. <laughs> but although, I say not very steep, but very much crumbling terrace. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the record. So they got promoted um, back to League One in 2014-15. Obviously, the season we just about avoid relegation at the end of the season after we'd been relegated from League One. Um, their record, the one really good season under Paul Hurst massively stands out. Because I'm looking at it, they finished 20th, 18th, 3rd, 18th, 15th, 17th, 18th. So they're a lower mid-table side. They just don't seem to be able to kick on each season. It's a really, really weird one. Um, but that one season where they got close to potentially... What would have been their first season in the championship since? Let me find this out for you. I'm just going right back. Uh, 1989, they got relegated from go. what is now the championship. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. That mid to late 80s was my, my time getting into football. I mean, if you look at it, I'm, I'm looking here actually, right? So they, I'm try, trying to get the table up here. So our, one of our best seasons, I'm trying to find here. What, what would you say our best season was in the 80s? I think it was 84, wasn't it? 83, 84. I think, yeah, there was a season where we finished, was it 7th, 6th or 7th? Yeah, we finished 7th in 1983, 84. Yeah. Shrewsbury Town finished 8th that season. Yeah, yeah. Just below us. So it just goes They won the Welsh Cup that season, I should say. <laughs> Which used to get them into Europe. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't think they were able to play in Europe, were no, they? No, because they were classed as English, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so basically they, they weren't allowed to. If, if a Welsh club won it, like even if Cardiff or Swansea won it, they could get into it, but Shrewsbury Town yeah, is yeah. one of the guest teams in the FA Cup. You look at the effort, the Welsh FA Cup and some of the teams that have won it, it it's absolutely mental, isn't it, really? There's, there's something like, let me try and get this list up. Sorry, I'd go off a little bit of tangent here, basically, but um, some of the teams that won it, Shrewsbury Town have won it six times, actually. Yeah, yeah, the FA Cup. Um, Chester City have won it. Wellington Town, which is actually where Telford is now, basically. Telford United, essentially, that club. Crew have won it twice. Hereford have won it. Oswestry. Oswestry, yeah. Oswestry's yeah. a weird one, because Oswestry sounds like it should be Welsh. Yeah, but it's, it's literally not. it's literally like from the end of your road to your door away from Wales. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that close. Yeah. Um, I actually know someone who used to play for them. Oh. Well, uh Tramia Rovers have won it, Bristol City have won it, and South Liverpool have won it. Absolutely crazy, isn't it? As South really. Liverpool, there's a classic old school yeah, FA Cup team. Exactly. And actually, if you look at some of the teams that have got to the final but not won it, Northwich, Victoria, and Kidderminster Harriers are both there as well. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a crazy competition, the Welsh Cup. But yeah, on the tangent, of, they've gone there a little bit. But, um, but yeah, Shrewsbury Town, um, looking at their current squad, it's... Uh, I'm, There's... I've I've just been looking at it while you were talking there, and obviously Ryan Bowman's a standout. You know, he's yeah. he's the ex Blue Link, but there's not much stands out to me. The one that does is Matthew Pennington. Hmm. Uh, he was was he Everton? Yes, he was. He was he was there for years, wasn't he? I don't know, he, he, left he was twenty five. Ever, Everton had about two or three players who were there till they were about twenty six year old, who were always out on loan. There was Pennington. Garbutt and there was someone else I can't remember who but yeah he, he he stands out but there's not Elliot Bennett maybe yeah. I mean I'm looking at it as well though that, that, I think that lad that's on loan from Coventry Julian De Costa he's meant to be quite uh, an exciting player I think they're quite yeah. impressed with him yeah. but yeah when you look at it I mean Aidan O'Brien's been around the block hasn't he he's, he's yeah. got plenty of experience but yeah, I don't. I don't know League One that well these days. Well, when when you look at players who went over the summer, some of the the sort of classic names you think of, like Ebanks Landall, Adam yeah. Pierre, they're sort Sean of Wally as well. Yeah, he's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think I think it's very much a bit of a transition squad. Yeah, if you think, I, I, look, as I said, that I don't watch League One enough these days, so I, I'm, I would never profess to be an expert in it. But if I was looking at that squad, is that from you know? As if she's be town fan, I'd be thinking, bloody hell, we're a bit one. One, we're a bit thin in midfield, <laughs> and then and two, yeah, I'm not sure this this squad's going to do mm. that well this season. I, I could see them really struggling potentially. The the one bonus they've got in their favour is someone like Cotterill in charge. You imagine they'd be quite well drilled, wouldn't you? Really, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. He's he's going to have them uh. playing in a solid way, but but yeah, I mean, going into the game, I, 
don't think we've got a huge amount to fear, have we? I mean, last last time out, they they, they were playing against Accrington Stanley, um, lost one nil. Um, terrific red card in this game. Have you seen this, Dan? This is no, I haven't seen it yet. No, absolutely incredible. So basically, Tom Flanagan, um, picked up basically a, a double booking in like literally stri- like one yellow, another yellow straight away. Essentially, what happened was there was a bit of a set to with an attacker going in on the Shrewsbury keeper. Keeper sort of fr- flings almost like a punch at this this Accrington attacker. It goes down like a sack of spuds. There's a bit of pushing and shoving, and then Flanagan essentially grabs one of their other players and shoves him to the ground. Now, he gets a booking for that, but he also gets a booking for dissent. And if you watch the video, the referee does it all with such an incredible flourish. If you go and look at it on Twitter in a sec, it's amazing. You can actually lip-read what he says. He essentially says... That, he basically shows him the first yellow and says, that one's for the push. And then he takes it down, puts it into his hand as if he's going to put it back away and says, that one's for the descent. Here's a red card. See you later. And he genuinely says, see you later to the player. <laughs> Absolutely box office. Amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm all for referees doing that. But yeah, it's it, it's stupid, stupid red card. But it means he'll miss, obviously, the game against the Blues in midweek. And they've not got the biggest squad as it is. So... That's a bit of a blow for them, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, uh, it's 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 one of these games. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting how we line up as well. Yeah, you know, do we make some changes? Do we keep it as the same? Oh, it's, it's a teaser. This one. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about the Blues now, then, Dan. Um, so just a couple of a couple of quick league two stuff. League, sorry, League Cup stats. Even ahead of this game, obviously, um, we've we've not made it to the second round either the last two seasons. Obviously, but the one nil defeat Sheffield United. I mean, they were the best team we could have actually faced technically in the first round, and it was a very tight game. That, um, and then obviously the three nil defeat in Oldham the season before was just a yeah, we just had an appalling start to the season. Didn't we I think we lost three yeah. nil to Cambridge in the game before as well. So summed it up. Um, but yeah. Over the last 10 seasons, actually, we've got quite a good record in the League Cup, haven't we? In fact, if you yeah. go back a little further, I think it's pretty good as well. I mean, we've made it to the second round or further on six occasions in the last 10 years. Which is pretty good going, considering we've been in League 2 for, for most of that time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it, it all boils down to who you get in the second round, doesn't it? Yeah. Because if you get a decent team, bear in mind, you can still get a Newcastle, an Aston Villa, an Everton. If you get one of them, it's worth it. It's when yeah. you get to the second round and you draw Ipswich away and you're like... Well, well I'd, I'd be happy with Ipswich away because I've never well, been... Well, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I would, I've, I've never would, been to oh, I, I want to tick it off, so I'd be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like... We, you, you know what I mean, though. You yeah, know, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's just like, oh, it's deflating, is it? You're like, all that effort and that's who we're going to face in the next round. But when you say that, actually, if you, if you go back... A few seasons back, we drew QPR in the second round. There was probably a bit of feeling that, wasn't there? I was like, oh, QPR yeah, away. we ended up with Liverpool, didn't we? Yeah, and we beat them and got through and played, played Liverpool. So I don't think we should fear championship sides if we drew one. If we managed to beat Shrewsbury, we, we got one in the second round. Problem is now, a lot of championship sides change the team as much as the Premier League teams. Yeah. So yeah. if you put your first choice out, you have half a chance. Yeah, well, look, at, I mean, look a couple of seasons ago, we absolutely battered Barnsley in the first round. Like, genuinely, yeah. could have had four or five and it wouldn't have flattered us. That's how good we were in that game. Um, back in the days when we, we actually liked Harry McCurdy. Um, but yes, it, 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 I just wanted to have a good cup run. And fair, Simo did say that after the game, didn't he? He said, look, one of the things the players said is they want to have a good cup run this season. Yeah. And uh, we weren't a great cup side under Beach, I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah. I mean, lastly, look at the defeats to Sheffield United and Oldham in the first rounds of the League Cup, he didn't really care too much, did he? In the FA Cup, we weren't much better, really, were we? In the games we played, so I'm hoping Simic can make us a bit better. That because actually, in Simic's first spell, we weren't a particularly great cup side. We had one decent run in the FA Cup under, um, you know, when we we I think because obviously had, we had to play a qualifying round in the league, non-league one, yeah, yeah. But then we beat Bristol Rovers, I think, in the in the next round. Then we narrowly lost to Bournemouth. Funny, we narrowly lost to Bournemouth and we actually ended up signing Derek Holmes on the back of that, didn't we, I think? Because I think he played against us in that FA Cup game, from memory. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think it's a really good opportunity for us to, to do something this season because I think we've we've all sort of agreed, haven't we, that even with the additions, it might be a tough 
one to get into the playoffs this season. So if we can get a cup run, get a bit of money in, puts us in good stead for next season, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. That's the, the challenge. Going into this game, injuries-wise, we mentioned it before, Dickinson Sr. and and Dixon are all out with ACL injury. I think mean, that's incredible. I'm free out. Yeah, three, three ACLs at once. On the plus side, they, they can sort of beg each other on on uh, you know respective yeah. paths. Yeah, you know you, you don't you don't like being on your own when you're out. So. It's it's a very weird one, isn't it? It's, it that that's a, the one positive you can take from it, really, isn't it? And it's yeah. it's not it's not an issue in terms of anything to do with the club or training or anything, is it? Because you think about it, seniors was just t- an ACL is just an innocuous thing, isn't it? It can happen. Basically, it's just you, you never know it's going to happen, really. So it's it's a tough one. Um, Chart and Shasilva, they've both got hamstring injuries. Um, I think Chart is about three weeks, we reckon now, based on what we've... The previous time we were told, I think it was three weeks ago, we were told six weeks. So hopefully, by the end of this month, he'll be getting back to training. And like they said, then we've got our backup for um, for wing-back, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Shasilva, probably nearer to seven weeks now, isn't it? I think yeah, weeks. you're probably looking end of September, aren't you? Yeah, and obviously then he'll probably need a little bit of time to get himself fit. I think someone sort of mentioned it before. It may be one of those ones where he maybe goes out on loan to a national league club just to get his fitness up if we if he can't get into the team at that point. Possibly, possibly. Because obviously with that you can send him out for that one month loan, and then once that's up, you've got the recall in them, you so it makes things a bit easier. Um, Devin Changes. Backham. Sorry, I, I was just, sorry. No, I was just. I'm just sorry. I'm jumping the gun slightly. Yeah, Dev, <laughs> yeah. Dev, Dev, Devitt back on the bench after his COVID. Yeah. Would you make any changes? I think I would. I think I'd make it I, two or three, maybe. I would. I'd maybe give Harris the game instead of Moxon. Yeah. And I would maybe start Patrick up top. I think I'd maybe go on. Sorry, go on. So I don't think there's any defensive changes we can really make. No. Uh, unless you played maybe Whelan for Barkley yeah push. I'd maybe, I'd maybe give Whelan a little run. I mean, it's one of those ones where it's a tough one because part of me is like I think it's good to give those players games in these cup games not to make too many teams but give a few of them ones just to keep them the morale up and keep them motivated yeah, yeah. as well but at the same time I think that defence is quite new and if we're not getting another defender in any time particularly soon I'd rather they work together and build up a good understanding so I think defensively, maybe I wouldn't change it. Yeah, I think I'd like, stick like, with like I say, you could do Harris for Moxon. Yeah. Do you rest Gibson because you've got Hilton could step in? You've got Devitt could go in for Moxon or Hilton. Uh, sorry, Gibson. I think I. I think what I do is I Harris, Harris Hilton and Patrick. I'd bring in for yeah. for Moxon. Gibson, Gibson and probably Edmondson. I think I'd, I think a Dennis. I think I'd give Dennis a rest. Yeah, I think I'd bring Patrick yeah. in, give Dennis a little rest, and because my feeling is I'd like to see Edmondson get a goal, and I think maybe give him a chance to to, to keep yeah. working rather yeah. than bring him out. I think that would work better, Edmondson and and Patrick personally. But, and you would probably look at yeah. getting some more minutes into Devitt and uh, the Derby lad. I forgot his surname. Uh, uh, Sharon, Sharon. No, well, well, God, how, how have we forgotten this already? Let me go back through the running order and find what his name is. Stretton, not Sharon. Yeah, Jack yeah. Stretton. We'll, we'll remember it soon. Promise you. Probably apologies, Jack, or any of your family if you happen to be listening. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd be tempted to, to make those free changes. I think we, I think we definitely need to get some minutes into to Patrick's legs because it sounds like yeah. he's a little bit yeah. rusty at the, at the. Um, at the weekend, obviously, and he's he's basically not had a preseason as he really left the problem. So we basically need to get him some minutes in his legs. And Harris, it's more a case of sort of getting him up to speed with the team, isn't it? Really, so yeah, so yeah, I think I'd probably look to make those changes potentially. Um, but yeah, as we said, just it's a good opportunity, isn't it? Really, we just got to look and think to ourselves, right? Can we go there, get get a result, and get ourselves into the next round of the cup? Basically, that's that's what we're looking at, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Right. Predictions time, Dan. So um, Mike has just sent me his prediction late, <laughs> a little bit late on this, but uh, I've just got that through. So I'm going to add that to the system in a sec. But while we're waiting, do you want to have a go at your prediction? I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw and Omari Patrick to get the goal. Oh. Uh, and I think it'll be a penalty shootout lottery. Ooh, so you're not going to get. You're going to back us to win the penalty shootout, though. I'm not saying who's going to win the penalty shootout. 
I'm just that. going that it's one all with Patrick. Okay. And let the gods decide. <laughs> I should say, actually, uh, Mike has been keeping a score, obviously, in terms of the prediction league setup thing. And uh, so far, you're winning on two points, and I've got one point, and Mike's got none. Yeah. So, uh, so that, that, that's where we are in terms of our predictions so far. Um, right. Here's Mike's predictions for the game. I'm going for a 1 1 draw with Patrick getting our goal. Come on. Um, and obviously, I think we'll lose on penalties, sadly. Oh, at least, at least he's been honest enough to give us the actual penalty results. So you've got for exactly the same bloody score, the pair of you. Yeah, and right. the same score. Nice, okay. I'm going to go for a 2 1 win. I'm going to have a bit more confidence in the pair of you. 2 um, 1 win. With goals from... Have we got any extra Shrewsbury players in our team? I don't think we have, have we? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, either way, I'm going to go for goals from... Edmondson and Sonny Hilton. There you go. 2-1 win. Goals from Edmondson and Hilton. A bit more confidence in the pair of you two anyway. Right. X-Files section, Dan. Quite a bit. Quite yeah. a busy one for the... For the uh, Second weekend of the season, isn't it? Obviously, opening weekend for some leagues as well, though. But yeah, quite a lot happened. Uh, Oliver Norwood missed a penalty for Sheffield United in a Mm. 2-0 win over Millwall. Uh, Kyle Dempsey scored a brace in Bolton's 3-0 win over Wickham. That's a good result, that, because Wickham had a good result last week. Well, they won 3-0 the opening day. They've lost 3-0 this game. But interesting point on that one. Uh, That's Kyle Dempsey's first goal since he scored for Gillingham against Bolton last year. So yeah. there you go. He, he could have had a hat-trick as well late on. He was through on goal, but he couldn't quite finish. But yeah, great start yeah. to the season for him. Uh, Joe Garner scored an injury time winner for Fleetwood. 2-1 win over Plymouth. I think he'd only come off the bench five, yeah. five minutes earlier. Yeah. Uh, Kelvin Mellor scored in Crew's 3-0 win we mentioned earlier. Uh, another one we I slightly mentioned earlier, Andy Cook in Bradford's 3-2 defeat. Yeah. And another one we've <laughs> mentioned, oh, Harry with his red card. Yeah. Uh, Olafella Olamola scored on his debut for Wealdstone, who had a 3-2 win over Bromley. Mm, good win, that, uh, isn't it? Mm. Adam Campbell scored in Gateheads 2 all draw at Dagenham. That's a good result for Dagenham. Sorry, not for Dagenham, sorry, Gatehead, I should say, because they've yeah. lost a lot of players this moment. Yeah. Uh, Liam Brockbank scored an own goal for Altrinham in a one all draw with Maidstone, who were up at the conference level again. Just got to say about him, he's he's really made his way up the leagues, hasn't he? Because mm. he was at start, obviously, he left us gone to Workington, done really well there, got to move to Lancaster, done really well there, got to move to Altrincham. So, you mm. fair play to the lad. Uh, Mark Beck scored, you've got it wrong here, it was, is that Sorry, Darlington? not Gator, I, 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 I do apologise. Yeah, Mark Beck scored for Darlington in the 3-1 win at home to Gloucester. That's his second debut for Darlington, isn't it? Because he was there previously, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. And over the border, Stefan Skoogle scored for Alloa in a 3-1 win over Kelty. And, the week after his testimonial, yeah. Steve Swinglehurst scored a rare goal for Annan in a 2-1 win over Stenhouse Muir, yeah. uh, which was brilliant. Uh, apparently his testimonial was, I, I was wanting to go, but uh, mm. I, I worked instead. Uh, you know, he's done 10 years. It was a great piece with him, uh, with John Coleman on the mm. News and Star website. It's definitely worth checking out. I haven't read that yet, but I remember because I was working at the club back when he was a first-year pro and that. And you get some first-year pros, and I'm trying to put this nicely, quite, quite frankly, they, they, they think they made it. They're cocky gobshites, yeah. and they, yeah. and yeah, they, they've just it, it's yeah, their their behaviour sometimes. You think you know why are you yeah. making that sort of thing? And that, that's so, everyone rushing to Google to see who the first-year pros <laughs> were that year. Yeah. Well, no, to be fair, actually, I say that with some of them, but some of them have actually grown up quite well. I mean, they're quite yeah, different yeah. people. I should say, really, but I mean, yeah, but. Steve Swingle, I always such a lovely lad. Really spot on, yeah, down to yeah. it, very grounded. Really, and yeah. it's no surprise that he's had a really good career at Allen, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, and uh, other news uh, Lewis Alexandra signed for Kevin Phillips's South Shields in the Northern Premier League Premier Division. That's a that's hell of a, a great signing for them, isn't it? That, I mean, bear in mind that that's, that's, that's that level below National League North. Yes, it's one above Workington. Yeah, that's an incredible signing for them, really. I know they've got a bit of money behind them, but they've had for the last the, the, they, they get good crowds, South Shields. They get around 2,000. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of folk disillusioned who go and watch. Uh, the North East always had a strong non-league scene, yeah. but South Shields have pushed it on. Uh, you, if you're going to Whitley Bay on the Metro, you go right past the train. The train overlooks the ground. It's uh, 
They've got some really smart floodlighter doing a lot of work on the ground and they're wanting to push up. They, they should have went up last year, but they, they threw yeah. it away. I feel like that they're a team that potentially, I feel like they could be in the Football League in the next five or six years, possibly, because they, possibly, they, seem, to have, yeah. they seem to have a decent fan back in the very least. And, yeah. and it would actually be, you should point out, it would be a return to the Football League, wouldn't it? Because they were in yeah, the Football yeah. League previously. We, we I'd, I'd, I'd rather have a South Shields with 2,000 than with a no disrespect to Crawley Town with 1,500. You know. Yeah. Or even a Salford. Yeah. You know, the, 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 at least there, there seems to be a fan base back in the ways. Yeah. What happened at Salford just feels so artificial, doesn't it? But, yeah. but there you go. Uh, XYTS lad, Charlie Watt, joined North, National League North Spennymoor Town, made his debut as a sub in a free old draw with Hereford on but Saturday. That, that doesn't matter, is it? When you think Alessandro's gone to the level below that, <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. a lad who's never played first-team football, has gone to yeah, Spennymoor. Yeah. But by all accounts, yeah, it seems to be doing well there. And uh, one who's going to feature most weeks, I would say. Yeah. Big big Jared made his debut, but for PSV's young side, uh, they have they have young teams in the second division in Holland, mm. the big team, sort of Ajax, Feyenoord, PSV, and he made his debut for the young team in a clash with Willem Twey. Yeah, so. I think I think they're. I think he played 45 minutes and I think it was basically a case of getting minutes into his legs. I think it's getting minutes into his legs because he's a little bit behind the first team, but uh, yeah. hopefully he'll uh, move up soon. Yeah, well, I mean, Everton must be regretting letting him go, though, because you know, two, two defenders are injured on oh, the was opening it Hol- day. Holgate and Mina? Uh, no, Holgate came on as a subject. Holgate was, um, came on, sorry. Godfrey. Yeah. God- Godfrey, Godfrey had it yeah. very bad. I, I would strongly advise if you've got a queasy stomach, do not look up that injury because it yeah. was n- not a nice one. Uh, Yeru Mean has just got calves made of cheese, hasn't he? Really, just yeah. <laughs> no surprise that he got injured for them. But there you go, uh, and that's it, isn't it, Dan? Um, yeah, fit a decent amount of ingots. We thought it was going to be quite a short one, but um, should should say originally the plan for this episode was we were going to have on um, Tim Pogok to talk about his book, but we, uh, to be honest, it's been so last minute. I haven't had a chance to basically arrange it. I haven't chance we've, to read. We've the got book a midweek game the following week against Grimsby, so we'll, we're going to be in touch with Tim and try and get him on for that one. Yeah, basically, we'll try and be. What we might do is me, me and Dan might pre-record a quick 10, you know, 10, 15 minute chat with Tim talking about the book and about his time following the Blues as well, basically, and drop that into that episode. Cause, yeah, you, you've just started reading the book, haven't you? Yes, I have. I, I, literally, I, didn't, I, I literally started reading it last night, basically, while my missus was out at Bongo's Bingo. So there you go. Well, there you um, go. Yeah, she, she had a much, much more entertaining night than me. But hey, Tim's book, de- decent read so far from what I've read. So, yep, can't grumble at all. Right. That's it, Dan. Um, we'll be back with a preview of the Swindon game and a sort of little review of the Shrewsbury Town game. Obviously, I'm going to be going to that one, so I'll be able to do that. Reminder again, six-second reviews. If you want to contribute to us, and please drop us a message. I mean, Dan's the one who's picking most of them up, but if, if you know me as well, I've just, just send us a message on social media and we'll sort out getting the, the audio clip from it. It's, 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 it's far easier than it's made out. It's literally, we can just get you to send it to us on WhatsApp and we can yeah. convert it, so... Yeah, exactly that. So yeah, that's 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 the option we've got there. But but yeah, so we, we want more, we want as many different voices as we can for that. We'll try and fit three or four in each week, won't we? Um, I'll I'll try and limit the amount of time they use Greg as well because <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be like, for there you go. Uh, Dan, thanks for joining me. Thanks everyone for listening. Off the blues. Off the blues.